You are responsible. Develop the attitude if it's the B, it's up to me. Don't allow yourself to blame others. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your excuses. Do something about it. Develop responsibility. This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 143. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 143 of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I'm the founder of L3 Leadership. We're a leadership development company devoted to helping you become the best leader that you can be. In this episode, you're going to get to hear me teach part one of a two-part series called Paying the Price. But before we get into that, just a few announcements. If you're new to this podcast, we're committed to bringing you three or four episodes every single month to add value to your life. One will always be from a leadership breakfast event that we host. One's going to be an interview with a high-level leader. And then once a month, you'll also get a personal leadership lesson by me. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, we'd really appreciate if you would hop on iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating and review or any other app that you use to listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it and it really does make a difference. And we also want to thank our sponsors. Our first sponsor is Henny Jewelers. They are a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. And my wife, Laura, and I actually got our engagement and wedding rings through Henny Jewelers. And we just love this company. Um, they're not only, not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. John gave Laura and I a book to help us prepare for our marriage. In fact, they give every um, engaged couple a book to help them prepare for their marriage. John's also been investing in me as a leader for years now and has been a great mentor. So if you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. I want to thank our other sponsor, Alex Tulandon Real Estate Resources. Alex is a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty, and his team is committed to providing clients with highly effective premier real estate experiences throughout the greater Pittsburgh region. Alex is a member in support of L3 Leadership, and he would love the opportunity to connect with you. If you want to connect with Alex and find out more, you can go to pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. With that being said, we're going to jump right into the lesson. Enjoy part one of paying the price. Hey everyone, today I'd like to talk to you on the subject of paying the price. Paying the price. I'm going to break this lesson into two different episodes. You'll get to hear part one this month and then next month we'll release part two. And the reason I'm sharing this lesson on paying the price is because many years ago when I was 17 years old, I heard a phenomenal story by John Maxwell, who's one of my heroes. And he said he was speaking at a conference one day and a young leader came up to him during the intermission and said, John, I want to do what you do. And John said, well, what do you mean you want to do what I do? And John and the man, young leader looked at John and said, well, you know, you get to sit here on stage and talk and add value to thousands of leaders and they all paid X amount of dollars to, to, to come hear you. I want to do what you do. And John thought to himself, well, I, I think it's time for this young leader to learn a lesson. And he said, son, I understand that you want to do what I do. Trust me, I do. But the question isn't, do you want to do what I do? The question is, do you want to do what I did so you can do what I do? And he went on to to just say, you know, we always see people on the mountaintops and we think they're on a mountain of success, but we have no idea the journey that they took to get there. We have no idea the price that they paid. And he said, if you want to find out how to do something that you want to do, figure out what the price is and determine whether or not you'll pay it. And and I just love that principle. John Maxwell said that he learned that principle from his dad. He said his dad would always encourage him to pay the price. In fact, his dad is famous for saying, John, pay now or play later or play now and pay later. Either way, you're going to pay a price. So are you going to pay it on the front end or the back end? And John just said from a young age, he had a value that I'm always going to pay the price. I'm going to find out what the price is and I'm going to pay it. So I shared that story recently when I was speaking to a bunch of young leaders and we did a Q&A session and one of the young leaders said, Doug, what is the price that you've paid? 
And I never really thought about that. And so that's what I want to share with you today. I really have been thinking a lot about that question since I was asked it. And I just want to simply share some of the prices that I believe I've paid and that um, that I think I'll continue to need to pay uh, if I want to get to where I want to get. And I also think these are just common price tags of any leader if they're going to fulfill their God-given potential as a leader. And so today, in part one, I'm just going to share some of the prices that I believe every leader needs to pay to get to where God wants them to go. And then in part two, I'll wrap up with some more prices to pay. But in my opinion, uh, the way I see this is I see a progression of paying the price. Uh, and the pressure progression goes like this. First, I believe God will give you a dream. Right, God gave that young leader a dream that, that he would one day want to be like John Maxwell and be used mightily by God to speak into va- leaders' lives and add value to them. And God will give you a dream in your heart. I don't know what that dream is. God's given me dreams in my heart. So first, you're going to get a dream. You're going to get an inspiration on the inside of where you could go. The second thing you need to do is you'll need to discover the price you have to pay to get there, which is what we're talking to be there. And then lastly, you need to decide if you're actually going to pay the price. Right, So you have this dream and then you discover the price. The question isn't, do you have a dream? The question isn't, do you know what the price is? The question ultimately is, are you going to pay the price and do whatever it takes to get to where you want to go? Uh, in the Bible, Jesus talks about this. It said this in Luke chapter 14, verse 25 through 30. It said, a large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must by comparison hate everyone else, your father, your mother, your wife, your children, brothers, sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. And then he said, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction on a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you and they would say, there's the person who started the building and couldn't afford to finish it. So here you see that progression. You see the dream. The dream was uh, to be a disciple. Jesus said, if you want to be a disciple, if that's a dream in your heart, he had a dream that he was talking about in their heart. He said, if you're going to be a disciple, there's a price to pay. And that Jesus said, the price to pay is you have to hate everything else in comparison with following God. You're going to have to lay down everything for him. Absolutely everything. And then the choice was ultimately in the disciples' hands. He said, but don't start just because you think this is a great dream. Count the cost and then start. And and ultimately, when it comes to paying the price, we all have a choice on whether or not we're going to pay it. So again, a lot of you have dreams, but that's not enough. It's not enough to just have dreams. Everyone has a dream. In fact, if you go to sleep, you're going to have a dream. The question is, will you do what it takes to pay the price? And here's what I've learned, and I'm just starting to discover. The bigger the dream, the bigger the price. If you have big dreams, you're going to have big prices to pay. If you have small dreams, you'll have small prices to pay. But you will have to pay a price if you want to do what's in your heart. So find out, whatever your dream is, I encourage you, find out, find people that are doing what you want to do and ask them what the price is. Ask them what the price is. So again, I don't claim to be anywhere great in my life, but up to this point in my life, here are the prices that I've had to pay and continue to pay and that I see tons of young leaders paying as well. And I hope that you'll relate to these. Price number one, the price of following God. The price of following God. Really, Jesus just set the bar with that with what we just shared in in, in Luke. In Matthew 16, verse 25, Jesus said, If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And as a Christian, my life's not my own. And so the first price I have to pay is I have to surrender my entire life to God. And, And I believe there's no greater 
uh, return than, than a life lived for God. I think you could live a thousand lifetimes trying to do your own thing and it will never compare to the one thing and the one plan that God had for your life. Because here's what I know. If you follow God, God has a plan for your life. Ephesians 2.10 says we are God's masterpiece and he created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And so the first price I believe any leader that's going to do anything great has to pay is they have to, to literally lay down their life and give their life to God and say, God, whatever is in me, it's all for you. Whatever you want to do for the rest of my life, I'm yours and I will lay down my life for you. And that's a price you have to pay every day of your life. But as I said, it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever do. The second price I've had to pay is the price of intentionality. The price of intentionality. John Cotter said this. He said, most people don't lead their lives. They accept them. I love that. Most people don't lead their lives. They accept their lives. And if I'm totally honest with you, I spent the first 17 years of my life accepting my life. And hopefully I've spent the last 15 actually leading it. And you know, my life started to change when I got a vision for my life. And again, that's why the first price was following God. My vision came from God. And my vision, when I started to learn about how I could live life on purpose, it caused me to be extremely intentional with my life. In fact, the older I get, the more intentional I try to become. You know, I was having a phone call. Uh, this, I was interviewing a leader earlier today, and I loved what he said. He said, every day you're not living out your purpose, you're ripping off the planet. And he said, do the hard work of discovering your purpose. And, and, and if you don't feel like you're living an intentional life or leading your life, maybe you haven't found your purpose yet. And I just want to encourage you, do whatever it takes to find your purpose. Take a weekend away and just say, I'm not leaving this cabin or I'm not leaving this retreat until I figure out what my purpose is. Some questions on the price of inten- intentionality. Do you have a vision for your life? Are you setting goals for your life? Do you have a life plan? Do you schedule out your days, weeks, months, and years? Are you intentional with your finances, your relationships, your spiritual life? And what are you doing to grow on a daily basis? If you're going to do anything great, you have to be intentional with your life. If you're looking for some good resources on paying the price and and being intentional, two books I'd recommend. One is Living Forward, um, which is essentially a book to help you create your life plan by Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavy. It's a phenomenal book, but the the life plan process they give you is what will really change your life. And the second book is The 15 Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. Those two books will really help you get going and learn the price of intentionality. Price number three, the price of showing up when you don't feel like it. Here's what I know. If you're going to fulfill your potential, you're going to have to show up a lot when you don't feel like it. I love what my mentor, Larry Bentoncourt, says. He, he, he instilled this principle in us. It was this. He said, show up, shut up, and shovel. Hey, just keep showing up. Here's what I know. I, I truly believe that 90% of success is just showing up every day. Just keep showing up. And when I show, say show up, I mean be present. Be where you have to be. Give your all. Be where your feet are. Just keep showing up. Again, it's, it doesn't sound like much of a price, but it takes a lot of effort to show up every day. Are you bringing your all every day? If you're going to reach your full potential, that is a price you absolutely have to pay. So price number one was the price of following God. You have to lay down your life for him. Price number two is the price of intentionality. You have to learn to lead your life, not just accept it. Price number three was the price of showing up when you don't feel like it. Price number four, the price of consistency and faithfulness. The price of consistency and faithfulness. My definition of faithfulness is doing the best you can with what's in your hand. 
hey, wherever you're at right now, that whatever you're doing, do everything you can to do the best with what's in your hand. Whatever job you're in, give it your all. Whatever gifts you have, whatever opportunities you have, make the most of them. Be intentional with your life every day. Do the best you can with what's in your hand. The Bible says if you're faithful in little things, he'll make you faithful over much. It doesn't say when that's going to happen. He just said be faithful. And I believe God tests us with faithfulness. You know, we're always seeing if we can trust God, God's seeing if he can trust us. Do the best you can with what's in your hand. There is a huge price of faithfulness. The, uh, I don't have time to teach it, but there's a leadership lesson I love called the seasons of leadership. And the first season is the season of faithfulness. And they, they say they can last anywhere from 12 to 20 years. And I truly believe that um, so much of the things that, that we're to build character-wise in our life comes as a result of being faithful. Not only do you have to be faithful, you have to be consistent. If you know me, you know one of my favorite quotes is from my high school football coach. He said this. He said, day-to-day intensity, week-to-week consistency builds champions. Day-to-day intensity, week-to-week consistency builds champions. And if you're going to reach your maximum potential, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent for the long haul. I recently heard uh, someone quote Eugene Peterson who wrote the Message Bible. And he said, if if you're going to fulfill the plan that God has for you, just simply live by this simple phrase, long obedience in the same direction. Hey, just keep showing up every day. Keep being consistent. Keep being faithful. Long obedience. Long obedience. I love that in the same direction. You know, I've been growing every day now, and I've been trying to be faithful and consistent for 15 years. And um, I remember listening to John Maxwell once, and I just love it. He said, you know, when you think of John Maxwell, don't think of brilliance. Don't think he's this great author or speaker. He's like, what I want you to think about when I th- you think of John Maxwell is this. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. Day in day out. And that's how I've tried to live my life. That is the price I try to pay. I try to be consistent and faithful every day of my life. And I'd encourage you to do the same. It's a price you have to pay. Price number five, the price of teachability and humility. There's no two two greater characteristics that I can encourage you to develop. You have to be teachable if you're going to reach your capacity in any area of your life. And my question I always ask leaders is this, who can tell you know that you'll actually listen, listen to? Who can tell you know that you actually listen to? And I've had to have a lot of tough conversations with people. Well, I should say a lot of people have had to have really tough conversations for um, with me over the years. And I've had to be teachable. And um, the, I, I just always like to share this. Here's some of the things that people have had to share with me that have helped me grow immensely. Um, my father-in-law once told me, he was talking about my weight and fitness. He said, one area you, you need accountability in is what you eat. Because if your goal is to look like Tony Horton, you're not even close. And that sounds really, really rough. And I could have said, man, I can't believe he said that. He thinks I'm fat. He thinks I'm out of shape and, and cried like a little baby and went and ate a box of donuts. Or I could say, you know what? He's right. And you know why he's telling me that? Because he loves me and he knows my goal is to get in great shape. And even though that stung a little bit, it was a dose of reality that I needed. I'm not in the shape I am I'm in and there has to be a reason for that. And that's what made me change the way I ate and eat and it changed everything for me. I finally got into the shape I wanted to because someone was willing to speak into my life something I didn't want to hear. My friend David Falk told me uh, before I got married, I couldn't figure out if I want to marry Laura or not. And he said, dude, you're selfish. He goes, that's why you can't figure this out. Just start serving your wife and see what happens. And that hurt a little bit. I was too focused on me. And as soon as I got focused off of my focus off of me and focused on my wife, we got engaged and married and I've been focusing on her ever since. But it hurt when it came at me. I had to be teachable. I could have just said whatever. I could have kept being selfish. I may not have ever married my wife. 
My friend Zach Blair uh, jokingly said, but he was being serious, he said, people don't wake up every morning thinking about you, Bubba. And for those of you who don't know me, Bubba's my nickname. Uh, or it was a long time ago. But people don't wake up every morning thinking about you. And man, I needed that to humble myself, right? It wasn't, I didn't think the world revolved around me, but I cared too much about, about what people thought. And the reality is people probably don't think about me at all, right? And so I needed that. And then, you know, my father-in-law always continually told me in my 20s, he said, this is part of growing up. And he was talking about responsibility. And then I recently had my boss tell me about, she was talking to me about a lid in my life. And she said, if you don't deal with this lid, it's going to hold you back from your future. And man, I'm just so grateful for people that are willing to tell me no and and tell me things that I don't want to hear so I can grow and develop. And so who do you have in your life that can say things like those things that I just said that you'll actually listen to and do something with you? You know, what if someone, when someone wounds your ego with reality, how do you respond? Something that's helped me in this area is I just think about professional sports. I'm obviously not in professional sports, but professional athletes get instant feedback. I mean, what if a coach was over your shoulder every hour of the day watching your every move and constantly giving you feedback? You'd have to learn to adjust. There's no way you could survive if you didn't learn to be teachable and humble in that environment. Um, And the reality is you just have to realize that that people giving you feedback is because they're trying to make you better. One of my favorite interviews that I've done with L3 was with Clint Hurdle, and I love that we talked. We had a whole conversation about how he gives back feedback to players. And just a side note, if you want to go back and listen to that, it's in episode 123 of the podcast. It's phenomenal. But he said he'd have to have conversations like this with major league athletes. He'd say, you know, you're not um, uh, with minor leaguers. He'd say you're not a major league player yet. I'm sure people didn't want to hear that. And then when they get to the major leagues, he looks them in the eye and says, listen, you got here. That's the good news. The bad news is you have, to, you have to stay here. Yeah, you got here and that's great, but now you have to work every single day and make sure you stay here. And if players are going to reach their maximum potential, they have to, they have to receive that. And here's what I know. The higher you go, the more, the more you grow in your leadership journey, the more coaches you'll need to have, the more feedback you'll have, the more correction that you'll need. The higher you go, the more coaches you need, the more feedback you need. And so my question is simply, what are you going to do? Are you going to be teachable and humble? Or are you going to be prideful? and hold? Because and, if you are, I'm telling you, it's going to hold you back from reaching your full potential. And finally, price number six, the last price in this lesson is the price of responsibility. The price of responsibility. If you know me, you can certainly ask my dad. I used to be the most irresponsible person ever. I wouldn't even take my own dinner plates into the kitchen. Seriously, I would expect my parents to do that for me. I got fired from every job I had until I was 18. Why? Because I wanted to have fun. I literally, like, if a friend called me and said, Doug, want to play hockey or want to hang out? I'd say, yeah. He's like, but (laughs) I'd have a work shift, right? I had to work at three. I would just not go into work and I'd get fired because I would rather spend time with my friends instead of being responsible. And, uh, and as a result, I grew up with this mentality that other people are responsible, so I don't have to be. <laughs> How's that for a thought? In fact, a lot of people have that mentality. Um, but that's a mentality that if I'm not careful, it can still, it can still be in my life. Uh, the, the, the mentality that others are responsible, so I don't have to be. But the reality is if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to reach your full potential, if you're going to pay the price to get to where you want to get, you have to have a mentality that says, I'm responsible and the buck stops here. You're responsible for your work, for your finances, the shape you're in, your choices, your attitude. 
You're in charge of your life. Nobody else is in charge of your life. So stop looking to other people to take responsibility for your growth, your career, your promotions, your salary, your marriage, your finances, etc. Develop the attitude that if it's to be, it's up to me. I love that. That's what I've been saying to myself. In fact, um, I was talking about my boss um, uh, who gave me that feedback that if you don't deal with this later in your life, it'll hold you back. And essentially, I still have, I had a mentality in my organization that, that I was really, if it wasn't in my area, I'm not responsible. Others are, so I don't have to be. But if I'm going to think like a leader, I have to think what it would be like if I was the CEO of the organization. If I was totally responsible, I would care what happens in every department, not just my department. And so that's an area that I'm constantly growing in. And so now something that I've been doing to grow in the area of responsibility, I just pretend that I'm the executive director of our organization. Every day and every decision, I'd say, okay, if if everything was on my shoulders, if 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 I was the one on the line, that I could be on the front page of the newspaper if I if I made a mistake or whatever. What decisions would I make? And it's helping me be a better leader. It's helping me make our organization better because I no longer just think about the areas that impact me. I think about how it impacts the organization, how it impacts our community, how it impacts our city. It's changing the game. And my boss, if my boss, if I wasn't teachable and my boss never had that conversation with me, I wouldn't be growing. But this is an area I need to grow in. So you are responsible. Develop the attitude if it's the B, it's up to me. Don't allow yourself to blame others. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your excuses. Do something about it. Develop responsibility. So in review of part one, the six prices that I shared today, number one, the price of following God. Number two, the price of intentionality. Number three, the price of showing up when you don't feel like it. Number four, the price of consistency and faithfulness. Number five, the price of teachability and humility. And number six, the price of responsibility. Those are the six prices that I share in part one. I'll be back next month to share the rest of the prices. I hope this added value to your life, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my talk on paying the price. Uh, If you want to see the notes, you can go to the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 143. A few announcements before we wrap up. I want to remind you that we recently introduced L3 membership. For just $25 a month, you can get into all of our breakfast events for free. You'll get a free L3 leadership t-shirt. You'll have the ability to join a mastermind group, have access to our member-only site that's filled with extra content, resources, and courses to help you grow your leadership. If you want more information on membership, go to l3leadership.org forward slash membership. I also want to thank our other sponsor, Bab Inc. They're an insurance broker based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they do work all over the nation. And they're led by my friend, Russell Livingston, who is a phenomenal leader, and he has a huge passion for developing next-generation leaders, which is why he hosts our monthly leadership breakfast, and we just love them. So if your company has insurance needs or just wants to check them out, I encourage you to go to babbins.com. That's B-A-B-B-I-N-S.com. Lastly, if you want to stay in touch with us and everything that we're doing at L3, you can sign up for our email list at l3leadership.org. You'll also receive a free copy of my ebook, Making the Most of Mentoring, which is my step-by-step guide for how I get meetings with leaders. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a rating and review. It really does make a difference and helps us spread the word about the, the podcast. So thank you for that. And thank you for being a listener. We really do appreciate it. As always, I like to leave with a quote. 
And John Maxwell said this. I'm always quoting John, but I love him. He said, if you neglect enough todays, you'll experience the someday that you've wanted to avoid. That's so good. You have to be intentional with your life. You have to pay the price. Thanks for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. My wife, Laura, and I appreciate you so much. And we will talk to you next time. 